The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamperin. Another amazing Saturday on tap here, and that is because Mr. Rob Golfie is here, sales representative, Remax Escartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today to get your home sold in this pretty weird market that we're in. You've heard Rob calling it crickets. Uh, there is some movement, and Rob and his team will certainly help you along in the process. They are the number one REMAX team in Canada. That is the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a house, call 905-575-7700. Online, the website is robgolfie.com. And if you're on social media, whether it is Instagram or Threads, Facebook, X, TikTok, the Golfie team will be there with some exciting content. We got some exciting content to talk about on the show today, including a local woman who got caught up in one of those cash for home schemes. We're going to talk about Toronto's new plan to build a bunch more affordable homes. Will it work? We shall see. The Bank of Canada making their latest interest rate announcement earlier on this week. What kind of impact is that going to have on the market? But to begin the day, it has been a very busy real estate week for Mr. Rob Golfie. Yes, yes. So this week, a couple of things. I'm just going to talk about, um, I was at uh, the annual uh, Canadian Italian Business uh, Professional Association, the Hamilton Halton Edition Business Excellence Award. I was nominated uh, uh, an award for uh, uh, for distinction. Uh, what is it? Uh, business distinction. Anyway, it was at Carmen's Banquet Hall, and it was Wednesday night. It was great to see a lot of business people over there, and uh, I had my whole family there, which was really nice. Uh, it uh, and uh, the the mayor of Hamilton was sitting behind me. You know what? I'll tell you something. I actually got to uh, talk to her for a bit. Very nice lady. Like mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean. Like I know she's tough out there. She has to be, and and you know, and she's got that strong personality, but. If you get her on a side note as a person, she's a, like she grew up in Stony Creek, yeah. and uh, yeah, she's very nice. Very, she was very nice, a very nice lady, and uh, it was uh, it was it was pretty cool. And, and, and Fred Amir Eisenberg was there, and I talked to him maybe being on the show uh, uh, coming up soon to see how he's doing in his retirement and you know how things you know he can look back and say, hey, I, maybe I should have done this or could have done that. Like right. you know what I mean? Like it's 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 a tough position for for a mayor to be in because you can never please everybody. And that's a tough, and that's tough to be in. You have to have uh, thick skin for that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was, uh, it was good. It was a great event. It was uh, Wednesday night. And uh, I, I, I got, I, I got to make an effort to go to more of those uh, events because uh, you get, you get to see a lot of uh, good people mm-hmm. uh, in the business community and in, uh, in, in those events. It was really good. That's pretty cool. Well, congratulations on uh, winning the Award of Distinction at the uh, Canadian-Italian Business and Professionals Association of Hamilton-Halton. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So what's going on in the market? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, like, so So I, I, I printed off to see uh, what, what's happening so far in, uh, in the Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara area. So in Hamilton... You could see you could see the numbers are just kind of floating around uh, uh, up like you know very close to it like 
Um, right now, as of October, we're only, you know, I, I, I put in as of 25 days into the, uh, into the month. Okay. And it's showing that the average sale price in Hamilton surrounding areas, uh, it's just about 800,000. Now, last month it was 775. The month before it was 800. July was 836. June. So you can see it's fluttering up and down a little bit here and there, but it's not, it hasn't like took, taken a nosedive. Uh, at all. So it's hovering, you know, I mean, in January, we're as low as 751,000. Then it started climbing, even with the interest rates going the way they are. Hmm. Now, in Burlington, uh, it, it's, it's been doing pretty good. It's been climbing. And of course, Burlington, there's a lot of wealth there. Uh, and also, so far, there's only been 97 homes that sold in Burlington for the month of October. Uh, and they're, they're hanging at uh, 1,218,000. Now, uh, well, after another five to six days, um, it, that could change a bit because we don't have the final numbers for, uh, for October, but, but it looks like it's it like, but 97 units sold in 90 in 25, uh, days is not that much. So that's probably what's giving it, uh, uh, a strong number for the increase, uh, in Burlington, uh, Niagara. And that's also kind of floating around. It, it did jump from, uh, June, July and, and they got over, uh, actually, no, it dropped. Uh, from June and July, they were over 700,000 at one time earlier th uh, this year. And now they're under 700,000. So it's, it's hanging around. So if anybody's buying a house and it's up or down $20,000, not to worry, cause you, you'll make that up. You'll make that up very quickly in the next, I'd say less than a year from now. Um, so I, uh, it's, it's tough, but sales are down. Sale, unit sales are, are down compared to earlier this year, but, uh, but yeah, but things are holding on and, it, and the housing prices haven't taken a, a, a dramatic nosedive and, and then the market's just, uh, it's, 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 it's doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, to a certain degree, the first two weeks of October, I was getting a little scared because we weren't putting too many numbers on the board, but, but in the, in the last five days, uh, we have, and it, uh, we saw a big dramatic, uh, thing, things are changing. And I always say the end of the month is always, it's the finish line. That's the, you can see the finish line. And that's when we saw some nice sales coming through. So from a market uh, activity standpoint, this, and this is just an observation, which I find really interesting. You mentioned, you know, in Burlington in the first 25 days of October, 97 homes were sold. That's about, you know, three a day, if you want to, you know, round out the averages, but the high for the year was back in May of 319, which was, is basically the number that we're looking at for the first three weeks of October in Hamilton, 307 homes sold, which is about 10 a day, really points to the disparity of, of uh, homes that are sold between Hamilton and Burlington. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's Bur Burlington is, uh, I mean, uh, like my, uh, my son, uh, Philip, he bought a house. He closes on it next month in, uh, in Burlington. And, and he, he, he really put his, uh, <laughs> he put, he went on the line. I don't think he'd be doing as many golf, uh, days, uh, next year, uh, <laughs> golfing because he's, he's going to have to work to pay for that mortgage. And he's going to, he'll have a big mortgage for the first, um, uh, nine months because of the interest rates. But I do feel the interest rates will come down at towards the middle to the end of next year. So I told him just hang in there short term pain will give you long-term gain. But, uh, but yeah, like the, the amount, well, I mean, obviously Hamilton and surrounding areas is more populated, more homes. 
But Burlington, uh, yeah, they just, uh, I, I'm surprised. Maybe there's not uh, the inventory. The inventory has climbed, but maybe maybe it's overpriced. That's why not a lot of people aren't buying. It just depends. I mean, Burlington's more expensive. That means you're going to have more expensive mortgage. Yeah. So maybe that's why there's less sales that, that than they're used to in uh, in Burlington. Well, you mentioned interest rates. Let's have, head over to that area because earlier this week, the Bank of Canada had an opportunity to either raise or lower its key lending rate. It did neither of that. It held the line as many economists had been predicting. What kind of impact do you think this is going to have? The The interest rate for the Bank of Canada is still at 5%, many mortgages in that 6 or even 7 percentile figure. What is the impact going to be? Yeah, I think it's gonna it, it's gonna be. Uh, I, I think it's it's a positive. Um, I, I think they know people are are hurting out there. And I, and I was just talking to Brian Hogden, uh, and he, he couldn't make the show today. I really wanted him to be on the show, and he he, he sent me a message. He said Bank of Canada is signaling that they are done because of all the indicators like inflation and unemployment and consumer spending are going in the re, uh, recession direction. Hmm. Uh, but they still say they will leave the door open to rising rates again that, you know, it's hard to tell. They have to, they have to, in order to let people know that they are serious, but by most accounts, this is the peak. So uh, I, I do believe that. I do believe uh, uh, Brian, Brian is like, he's a geek when it comes to mortgages. Like <laughs> this guy like reads every book and I don't know how many books, I don't know what else you can read about mortgages, but yeah. he knows his stuff. But um, I, I do believe they're, they're trying to control inflation. But you know what? They're going to have a hard time doing it, uh, I think, for the next five to 10 years, just because of the fact of the, of, of the shortage of homes. Like the Bank of Canada has seen significant decline in home prices despite raising interest rates due to housing shortage in the country, as they're, as they're saying. But um, will there be another hike? I, I don't think so for a bit. Maybe if the, if, if housing prices start climbing and climbing and climbing again, they're going, whoa, wait a minute, we got to stop these guys. We can't have them uh, jumping and making deals and, and, and uh, paying too much for these houses. We're trying to make it affordable. Um, so they're, they're, they're just keeping an eye on it and watching, I guess, the Bank of Canada. Well, another offshoot, too, to rising interest rates is the mortgage stress test, because that's never been higher before either. Uh, according to ratehub.ca, between August and September, the average mortgage rate increased from 6.22% to 6.33%. Not a huge uh, you know, increase, but it meant that if you were applying for a mortgage, you had to be stress tested at 8.3% or higher, which is a, that's a huge number when you compare it to, you know, two, three, four years ago when we were looking at about, you know, 2% mortgage uh, at, at the high end. That obviously is scaring off a lot of people or, or, or uh, a lot of people just aren't qualifying at that number. They're not, they're not. So some people have to wait for the interest rates to come down. But the one thing I want to tell people is that you will never, ever see 2% interest rates again, yeah. ever. That, that, those are days that we can talk about. And, and, and anybody that locked in for five years or more or whatever uh, that, that benefited from that, that was a good way to pay down on your, uh, on your mortgage. Uh, but if you didn't, you know what, it, it's too bad that you didn't. And I, I didn't either myself. I wish I did on some of my properties. And uh, so now I'm, I'm paying a, a, a definitely a lot more on the mortgages on the properties that I have, but definitely you will not see that again. So I think uh, an average interest rate that we're going to be hovering around is between four and a half and 5% 
once things settle mm. and just, and that's just the way it's going to be. If you can lock in at 5%, if you get a chance to do it, four and a half, five, which I think that's going to be the norm in the coming future. Do you think in hindsight, if we went back and we only got a couple minutes here, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tease this for the next segment because this is an interesting discussion because, you know, we always see housing prices double every 10 years. You know, the stats bear that it's pretty, pretty black and white. But I'm going to ask you on the other side of the break that in hindsight, should we and did you maybe expect to see a lot more people dive into real estate because those interest rates were so low? We're going to get Rob's answer to that when we come back. We're also going to talk about a senior citizen who sold their home due to high interest rates and now can't afford a rental, can't find an affordable rental. We'll talk about that still to come here on the Gulfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here on the line once again. Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team, called the number one Remax team in Canada today. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a home, Call the number one REMAX team in Canada or visit their website, robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Follow them on TikTok and Instagram, Facebook threads, and X as well. And if you want an instant home estimate, this is kind of cool. Go online to golfihomevalue.com, plug in some numbers and get an instant home estimate on what your house could potentially go for on the open market. And when you are ready to sell. Call the Golfie team at 905-575-7700. Still to come, we'll talk about Toronto's new plan to build a bunch more affordable housing. And a local woman got caught up in one of those cash-for-home schemes. We'll tell you about that coming up in a few minutes. But before the break, you know, we were talking about interest rates and home prices. Every 10 years here in Hamilton, they've doubled. Those home prices have doubled. And, you know, three, four, five years ago, uh, you can get a mortgage for especially if it was a variable one for under 2%. Well, maybe even under 1% at times, because, you know, the Bank of Canada's rate was a quarter of a percentage point, which seems crazy to think. But in hindsight, Rob, five years ago, should we, and maybe you expected more people to buy up real estate as an investment property, given mortgage rates were so low? They did. And, and there was a shortage of homes. That was the problem. Every house that was up for sale had probably 10, 20 offers in some cases, 40, 50 offers. So for every house that went up for sale, there was probably, I'd say an average of 10 buyers for that house. Mm -hmm. So everybody was trying to, uh, and, and investors were uh, competing against people that wanted to buy it as a, as a home ownership for, for them to live in it. So uh, investors, they, they don't go by uh, how much they love and how they go by what they feel. Investors go by what they think, right? They say, Hey, it doesn't make sense for me to go too high on this because I'm not going to make any money down the road. So investors were struggling and competing against with the first time buyer that wanted a home to start a family or whatever to do. But the, um, but yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it, it, there was a shortage of homes and we still have the shortage, but now the interest rates have slowed that down. Yeah. And, and if they start bringing the interest rates down, 
um, would it start a flurry of, of uh, competition again? It could, and that's what they're scared of. They don't want that. They want everybody to get comfortable at the interest rates where we're at, and 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 this, and that's where it's where it's going to go. I mean, housing prices didn't take the nosedive like they're expecting. U.S. They're talking about, you know, a, a, a major uh, a, a decline in, in in house prices. Uh, like a like a bubble that's going to burst. I don't know if, if that bubble is going to burst. We had our little burst of a bubble uh, that happened, but it 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 wasn't significant enough to really be painful uh, in some cases. So if somebody bought a house in 2021 or 2000, the first quarter of 2022, yeah, they paid a little higher, maybe a little higher because they were in competition. They had to pay a hundred thousand dollars more for the house. Is that house worth what they paid for? No. But in about two years from now, it will be, or or three years, and then after that, it, it'll be fine. And a lot of these people are trying to sell these expensive houses that they, well, not expensive, but houses that they paid a lot of money for, and and if they and they can't, and some of them are in, you know, they're not they're not in trouble, but they they're strained on on the new interest rate mortgages, and they may not be able to afford it because, like, if you think about it, they got qualified based on. 2% uh, interest rate and then the stress test was 2%. So they got qualified at 4%. So right now um, th- at the interest rate they, were, they are now, they have to qualify, like you said, at maybe at 7 8%. And they probably wouldn't have qualified at that mortgage if, 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 if they were buying the house fresh now. So so there's a lot of stress there for a lot of Canadians that uh, that bought houses uh, a couple of years ago. But but. Yeah, no, there would have been, um, uh, there wasn't enough houses for people to buy. That's why there was 10, 10 people, 10 people for every house out there that uh, with the interest rates the way they are. Can you have imagined if the housing stock was more robust? Like if we had a, if we had just, I don't know, let's say, uh, you know, 20,000 more homes in Hamilton that were available to move in, how much busier you would have been? We, we, we oh, absolutely. Because, uh, I mean, the supply would have been there and uh, people wouldn't have had to compete and, and um, prices will still have, have gone up, you know, li- like any other years and decades in the past, but not as robust as it did in the last three years or two years. And uh, so it just, yeah, it, 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 but now everybody's talking, you know, there's a shortage, there's a shortage, but it, it's hard to get started again. And it's hard to, you know what I mean? Like, um, like because of the interest rates and then the government's going like, Oh my, we need housing, but nobody's buying these houses now, especially new, new homes and builders aren't building new homes because they don't want to risk, you know, putting all sewers in and getting things ready to go. And then, and then nobody's buying. So it's kind of a little bit of a standstill right now. And, uh, it's gonna, it, it's gonna take a little bit to get going. And if they drop interest rates, things will start picking up again, but it's going to start, it's going to increase the, the price of homes. So how do they control it? It's tough. It's a no-win situation. It's one of those things they have to rip the Band-Aid off and just do it. And and we just have to suffer through for the next two to five years and try to build as many homes as we can and until we catch up. But it but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, it's just taking too long. And 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 we're at a standstill. We we should be building a lot of homes right now, and it's not happening. Yeah. And you mentioned this just a, a few minutes ago, and we were kind of you know, anticipating something was going to happen in terms of house prices, but the Bank of Canada was expecting a, whether it was a steep or significant drop, just a drop overall in house prices. And perhaps nationally, that will be the case when you look at other communities. But 
here in Hamilton and Burlington, we haven't really seen that. I mean, we had the stats in our first segment that, you know, Burlington's up. It's the highest number we've recorded uh, all year in, in this month. It's the, the decline in home prices in this area has just not materialized. It, it is not. And in and, and Hamilton and uh, Niagara, it's affordable still. Like, it's within reach. So, um, like, like how long, like, it's, it's, and plus with the shortage, it's just not declined as much as, as it should have happened. Now, if this was the 90s, it would have been a different story. And it did happen in the 90s. There was a significant drop and, and it didn't climb for a long time. The 90s, like like I remember in the uh, Hamilton and Burlington surrounding areas, the average price in 1990 was 164,000. In two, well, in 1999 or 2000, uh, 10 years later, the average sale price was 167,000. So we only gained 3,000 dollars in 10 years, which is the only decade in the last 70 years that house prices didn't jump double. And it's just because there was such a huge uh, uh, increase in prices in the late 80s that it, for some reason we went through a long recession. That was one of the longest recessions probably in, in the history of, of North America mm-hmm. or even Canada. And uh, it took a long time for, for, for th- things to pick back up. Businesses you know, struggle through that decade. Um, and people that, you know, were in business, they'll, they'll recall it and, uh, they'll know that what they went through was, was, it was a tough decade. Knowing what we know about house prices this year, are you still holding firm on your projection for 2026? Uh, absolutely. I, they, it's, it's, it has to happen. There's no choice. If they want to start construction and have inventory, they're going to have to start dropping the interest rate a bit and it's going to go four and a half, five percent And then, and that's when you're going to start seeing the, the market climbing again, because that's where the norm, that's where it's going to sit at for a long time. It's going to, that's the normal interest rate. You'll never see 2% again, never, ever. So that just forget about that. And, and, and the thing about the U S they're able to lock in for 25 years at 2% when they did like, it's uh, like the U S has got different rules than Canada and, uh, and then the one thing is, uh, it just, that's just the way it is, but it's, uh, it, it will climb again. I, it will, there's no, there's no choice but to, because there is a shortage of homes. I think anyone who is looking at a 2% mortgage rate right now would lock in like forever. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're walking down. They're not walking down the street. They're like skipping and jumping and <laughs> dancing down the street right now. They're going, Hey, I guess what I got, I guess. <laughs> Can you imagine those guys that have the 2% mortgage oh, here wow. at a post party yeah. and they say, Hey, yeah, you know what? Uh, one guy saying, yeah, I just renewed my mortgage. It's, you know, 6.2% or six and a half. Oh yeah. You know, I got another two years left on my 2% mortgage. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Please leave. Yeah. I don't want you bragging anymore. <laughs> you could have the house parties at your house because you still got lots of money left over yeah. after uh, paying your mortgage. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk so. about affordable housing because Toronto has unveiled a new plan to build 65,000 affordable housing units. However, comes with a catch. They need billions of dollars in provincial and federal government funding and loans to the tune of between, when you do the math, 17 and $18 billion just from the provincial and federal government to gift this off the ground. You know, number one, there's a shortage of skilled tradespeople. There's not billions of dollars just laying there in a bank that someone can grab without, you know, some severe ramifications. And this is just Toronto. I mean, we're not talking about any other community. So if we're talking, you know, upwards of almost $20 billion for one mega city, obviously, 
wow, we're really up against it in terms of trying to build more affordable homes in this country. Exactly. And see how they're, see, see, this is in the papers all the time about what's happening. And they say they, they've got a report identified five potential building sites for this new affordable housing. So that's what they need the money for. They may have no choice but to do this because the builders aren't building because nobody's buying, but they need to build and get going. Now, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. There, there's a, a developer here, uh, Leona. They're building one on uh, 75 James Street. I'm not sure if you've seen that driving by. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, right, it's right by the YMCA. So I took a look at that site. So right now, if you're looking for uh, either an investment property or to buy a property to move into, timing is right right now that's going to close in three to uh, three, four years from now uh, because interest rates will be better. The market, the economy will be better and, and the timing is better. And uh, so you can buy something now, you know, it's going to be a better time because usually recessions happen every seven to 10 years. But what we didn't really have, the last recession was a little blip and it was in 2009 and that nobody hardly ever felt that one. So that was a long time ago. And it looks like it recessions will happen maybe every uh, 10 to 20 years, who knows? So, but buying something like that, uh, and, and Leona is not waiting to sell 75% before they start building. They're building and there's, and then they're, they're digging and it's building and they're, and they're selling as they're building. And I went, I went and saw that and I said, Hey, you know what? Uh, the, the prices were good because the price per square foot was really good on, on those, uh, condos. And I thought, Hey, these guys are selling it based on today's square footage, not, uh, 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 three years from now square footage. So, and I'm like, okay, this is seems reasonable. Now the last two, three years, the developers were selling based on square footage of the future, not at the current date that you would buy it. So, those there's opportunities coming now where you don't have to close today with the interest rates, but you can close in two, three years from now. And, uh, and, and you're going to do well on that. So the people that closed to like bought two, three years ago and closing now, yes, they they got stuck. It's just timing. Don't let, don't let being an investor, uh, deter you from doing future investments, but, but uh, condo developers right now that have the cash and building, I'm telling you, those are opportunities there for two, three years down the road for people to, to get involved in. Do you think, Rob, that basing the developments on today's square footage price is going to be the new norm? Uh, yeah, absolutely, because people got fed up. Like, um, like why buy? Like, okay, so you can get like uh, under a thousand dollars a square foot here, and uh, if you if if the built developer puts it at a, a thousand and fifty or or a thousand, uh, twelve, eleven hundred to twelve hundred square foot. You're going. Wait a minute. Those are prices that are going to be in the future. Yeah. Why? Why am I paying future prices now? Which, hey, you're selling this today. I'm committing to your uh, buying this today. I should be paying today's prices and not, you know, uh, average sale price when you get, when when the building's done. I can mm-hmm. wait till somebody else sells and pay the average sale price. So that's what that's seems to be pretty good. I, I thought that was pretty attractive um, at, at this uh, condo site. And you know what? And the developer's good. Um, he, they, they're, they're super wealthy. And uh, also, like, look what happened in Toronto with that one that uh, I think I'm blurring in uh, that, that tall tower that was supposed to be built that, that went bankrupt. Like, 
uh, Apple, the Apple store was supposed to go in there. It was going to be a flagship store for the, you know, for downtown Toronto. And, and that got, uh, uh, canceled. So, I mean, I'm sure they're going to continue it. Somebody has to take over that project. I mean, they're already 40 stories. They got another 40 to go. They're not going to stop there because it, 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 I mean, they've got the development site they got the plans, everything to go, but some, obviously money became a shortage there. But when you got a company that's got a track record, They've got money and money and they can build without selling any units. I think those, those are the companies you got to go with. But I mean, people are guaranteed for their money. They're guaranteed it for their deposit. If, if, if the company goes bankrupt, uh, they, they are guaranteed their money uh, back. If, if the company doesn't uh, go through on the, uh, on the building. If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a house, call the number one REMAX team in Canada. That is the Golfie team. The phone number is 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online, robgolfie.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I. Dot com. Still to come, we're going to talk about fixer-uppers. Should you fix up your house before listing it as a fixer-upper or just leave it alone? A senior sold his home due to high interest rates now just can't find a rental space. And coming up next, a local woman has got caught up in one of those cash-for-home schemes. Find out what happened to her next on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax's Skirtman Realty, the Golfy team, and a recent award of distinction recipient at the 12th Annual Business Excellence Awards by the Canadian Italian Business and Professionals Association of Hamilton Halton. If you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. Check out the Golfie team on Instagram, Threads, Facebook, X, and TikTok, and online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And start packing, as the commercial suggests. Okay, there's this woman in Smithville who needed to sell her home, and she had to sell it fast. You know, her mortgage was going up exponentially. Her monthly payments were about two grand. She just could not afford it because that was double what she was normally used to paying. Um, so she needed a quick sale. So instead of calling the golfy team, which she should have done, she went in on one of those cash for house schemes. You see these pamphlets in your mailbox, I'm sure, each and every week. I, I've gotten my fair share over the years, let me tell you. And so she thought, okay, this is this is quick. I got to do this quickly. Let's, you know, rip the Band-Aid off, get it done. Unfortunately for her, she now thinks that this is going to cost her tens of thousands of dollars in profit in a transaction that she says took about half an hour. Rob, this lady, my gosh, I, I feel for yeah. her, but I, I don't in the same sense as well. Yeah, no. And I feel sorry for her. These guys took advantage. Yes. These guys, uh, there, there was, a, there was probably flyers going out. Everybody knows what we're talking about. They get them in the mail. You see them on posts around the city, you know, um, buy your house for uh, fast for cash. It's baloney. Um, what they did with her is gave her a $7,500 deposit and they took a long closing date and they wholesaled the house. Basically what they did is they secured her on a certain price of the house and then they put the house on MLS and sold it for, I don't know, uh, 60,000 or, or more than what, what they paid for it. So 
and she still had to go through the process of having people go through tr- go through her house. And, and the reason why she called these people because she didn't want to have to deal with that. And they she but she still had to do that because that was part of the agreement, yeah. the fine print which they didn't disclose. Um, and I'm telling you, she could have gone to a realtor. She could have gone to us. We could have sold that house fast. She would have probably gotten way more money because we would have put it on the MLS and, and, and maybe held offers or put it at a price that it would have drew a lot of attention and she would have got way more money. Um, it's sad that she's going to lose money because of this. She signed the, the, the contract. She, there's no, you know, she's an adult. She should have read it. She should have had a lawyer read it. A lawyer would have said, don't touch this. If she called me, I would have said, listen, I could sell your house for way more money. If you're giving your, if you want to give your house away, you know what? Like it's up to you. But the reason people call these guys is that they don't want nobody coming through their house. They don't want to deal with it. They close within two weeks, they get the money and that's it. They don't have to worry about going through the process of people trampling through their house. uh, And while uh, they're living there. That is not the case. These guys are wholesaling on the, uh, these houses, and you hear a lot about that wholesaling. What does wholesaling mean? Well, they're buy- they're buying it cheaper without even taking possession, and then they're selling it be- uh, and um, selling it uh, at a higher price. And they had no skin in the game. They have zero skin in the game. The only money these guys put down was just the flyer that they spent money to have it sent to that house, and that's it. I feel bad for this lady. Uh, I think she should have uh, talked to a realtor. Now, if you talk to any realtors, I, I mean, uh, hopefully call us, but if you talk to a real, call an experienced realtor. Don't call somebody that sells one or two homes a year. They'll give you the true number uh, of what the property value is, and they'll give you the true number what you can get. Um, this lady probably didn't call a realtor first, and she should have got a number, like a, an evaluation done. And And if she got that done, if these guys came after and she goes, wait a minute, this is like maybe 6,200,000 less uh, than what uh, that realtor said. I better get another opinion. I'm not going to just sign this on the dotted line. So, so she, I don't want to say she was a sucker, but you know, I feel bad for her, but that's, that's life. I mean, everybody gets stung once in a while. The, yeah, these companies are certainly preying on the vulnerable. And this lady just wanted to sell her home fast and thought this would be the quickest way to do so, not realizing the ramifications. It's really sad. Yeah, I, it's it's too bad, but I'm glad the article is out though that people can see it and read it, so they don't get stuck uh, get stung like she did. Yep. When we come back, we're going to talk about another hot button topic, and that is high interest rates, uh, the rental crisis in town, and should you fix up your house before listing it as a fixer upper? That's going to be coming up next here as well. We also have a listener question. We got about uh, a minute to get to this one. Is my real estate agent allowed to charge me for marketing costs? Rob, what's the answer to that? Um, yes, they can. Uh, we don't. Some people do. We only charge it on rentals. So usually on a rental, let's say the house is a $3,000 a month rent. Um, usually that's what we charge plus maybe a $250 marketing fee because the, the amount of energy and, and money that goes into listing a regular residential home, it costs the same as a as a, a, a rental home. So we try to recoup a little bit. It's not a lot, but it just helps us a little bit with the photography and everything else we do. Cause the marketing is all the same that we do with uh, rental homes, nice. but, uh, but yeah, you can charge it. If you have a question for God for Rob, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We'll get to it on a future 
program. Lots more to come here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. You are listening to 900 C. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go round here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team. If you want to sell your house or you're in the market to buy a home, 905 575 7700 is the number to call. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. On TikTok, on Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and X as well. Give them a look on social media. And head over to golfyluxury.com and prepare to be amazed. Some of the most luxurious real estate properties at your perusal online at golfyluxury.com. Okay, there's a senior citizen who sold his home because interest rates were going sky high and he could not afford the monthly mortgage payment anymore because he's on government uh, assistance. You know, he's on a fixed income and his mortgage rate had climbed from about $1,000 to $2,600 a month. So he's like, I'm out. And so he sells his house, but now he can't find anything affordable in the rental market. And this is a crisis we're seeing everywhere, not only where this guy's from in Calgary, but here in Hamilton as well. What are you seeing? Yeah, it's a tough situation. I think, it, like, if he's a senior citizen living by himself, I would try to get boarders to move in with him. It's not the ideal, you know, way of living. You know what I mean? Sometimes, you know, you got people move, uh, living in the same house as you that you don't want. But I, I think if you could just get out, just wait till this next eight months to 10 months goes through, I think everybody, it'll be a lot better. You just got just to gotta be able to get through these next eight to 10 months. And if you can make it through, try not to sell. Uh, I'd say hang in there, um, get a boarder to come in with you and, you know, and just, just live with you and, and collect some of that rent from them and, and then see how it goes after as the interest rates uh, come down. But, but yeah, a lot of people are on fixed incomes. They can't, they can't afford it. And we're going to see more and more stories coming up uh, towards the end of this year and next year, especially, and then the year after. So like, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. And um, I, I feel sorry for this guy because he's kind of getting pushed out of his house and he's not going to be able to afford the rent. The rent is, is also bad out there. So he may end up having to rent a little small little bachelor unit that's, you know, you know, a tenth of the size that he's probably living in now. And uh, just, uh, you know, he's got his living room, his bedroom and uh, his kitchen all in the same room pretty well. That's the only thing he might be able to afford if he sells after. Yeah, he's 76. He is looking at potentially moving in with a roommate, which obviously is not something he would be used to, or even going back to work. And again, he's 76 just to be able to, you know, make ends meet and, and perhaps... Uh, according to him, maybe one day get back into owning a home, which is going to be tough if you sell your house, get into the rental space, and now getting back into the market, that's that's going to be tough. That's not going to happen for him if he sells. He, he'll never get back into that, uh, into the owning a, a home, uh, not at the age he's at. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to be out for good. All right, last topic for today, and I know we've had a lot of uh, exciting things to talk about, but this is a good one. Should you fix up your house before listing or selling it as a fixer-upper? Is it worth it? It depends on what needs to be fixed up. So let's say the house is dated, and I was just in a house recently. The house 
is exactly the way it was in the 60s, right? <laughs> okay. Same ki- kitchen cabinets, the flooring. Flooring was good, hardwood floors. Uh, the, the wall, every, everything's the same. Bathrooms are dated. Kitchen's dated. Um, every, everything's pretty well dated in the house. Had, it, the, the shingles look pretty good, and the, um, and the windows were vinyl, but they were older, but they are still good enough. Um, that house there, you can get away with a really nice paint job, and you probably do okay on selling the price. Now, you don't want to you don't want to update the kitchen, and then you still got a, a, a dated bathroom, dated basements with paneling from the seventies, mm-hmm. and and everything else is dated. You don't want to do that, um, like unless you do the whole thing. But but you don't want to do that to sell. So I, I like like I said, I was at a, a house. It was uh, um, the, the parents passed away. They're looking at selling. And they they looked at the neighbor's house that's for sale for eight seventy five. That's not selling. It's overpriced. And they thought their house was worth seven fifty. And I said, well, I go a house like this, updated that they have, is selling between six fifty and six seventy five, maybe seven hundred. So I go, you have to allocate room for the buyer of this house to put that money in to make the house worth that much, right? So they, they thought, you know, I said to them, you know, you're probably at 550 and they like looked at me. They couldn't wait for me to leave. And <laughs> so they, they were like, and I said, call another, uh, make sure you call another experienced real estate agent. Don't yeah. just call anybody to call an experienced real estate agent. And, uh, but anyway, yeah, you gotta be careful what you update. Don't like if the house is completely dated, don't do anything. Just give it a paint job. And, uh, but, but, but ju- it just makes it a cleaner, easier. Somebody can go in, Hey, listen, I can live here until we update little things here and there at a time. In our final minute, would it make any sense to update the curb appeal in terms of how the outside looks? Uh, absolutely. Curb appeal is like the door people drive by and, and, and they imagine themselves pulling up in the driveway. Curb appeal is good. Make sure the lawn's clean. Bushes are all trimmed back nice and, you know, tight and everything else like that. You don't want overgrown stuff on the front and you can't hardly see the house. Curb appeal is very important. And it's important for me, even when I'm looking at a house to buy, I look at it and say, you know what I mean? Like, hey, this, I mean, it, 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 you can't even see the house when you're driving by, but curb appeal is very important. Expert advice from Rob Golfie from the number one REMAX team in Canada, the Golfie team. Call them today, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfi.com. Thanks for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.